Chuck! There we go. Come on, Chuck. The show just started, man. The show just started. And your art, you know, I gave you one task last week. Get the lights. Did you get the lights, Chuck? You didn't get the lights, did you? Yeah. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to uh, Pirate Radio, a show where we say all the things we want to say but can't say elsewhere. It's uncensored, unfiltered, and unapologetic. I'm your host, Jack Sox. You are my audience, and you're beautiful. I hope everybody is just doing absolutely fantastic tonight. Um, you know, Diane, this is why I need you. Chuck's letting me down here, man. Chuck is letting me down here. I'm, I'm waiting to make sure. You know, I know this is a little early for a lot of people. I know our West Coast friends, most of them aren't even at work yet. Um, a lot of people are still eating dinner, but the truth of the matter is that 8 o'clock is just too damn late for my old ass. So I'm giving people a moment here. Um, I don't know. I don't know where else to hype it up. I don't know where to put the things. Do I put it up here? I don't know. Pirate Radio. It's live. Nerds. Um, so... I had a few requests for tonight, um, mainly to get Chuck to get his shit together. Look at this. Look at look at what Chuck has caused behind us. For those of you who that be listening to this, I'm apologizing. Um, we had everything beautifully working, beautifully working. Everything was great. And then then Chuck just messed everything up last minute. Um, so tonight, episode two, I have a few things I want to go over. Um, I want to talk about power rankings. I want to talk about grading. I want to talk about making bold predictions. Um, and, you know, somebody had asked me to bring up another topic. Gonna, unless if they jump in chat to bring it up again, I think I'm going to let that one die. Um, teams have been announced. Divisions have been rolled. Chuck sucks at his job. Uh, but look at man. Look at DJ OG Chuck over there, man. What is up with the camera here, Chuck? What'd you do? And Ragnaros is underway. We're in week one, and it is super hype. Today, an article dropped called Bold Predictions. Uh, I, You know, does this have a dark mode? Does anybody know? What if I went to incognito mode? Is that dark enough? This might be dark enough. Oh, that's... Uh, there's, there's a dark mode, right, on Google? Is there a dark mode on the THL channel? No, there's no dark mode on THL. THL, requests from your streamer friends that have very light-sensitive uh, setups. Figure out a way to give us a dark mode on Weebly. I know. We have all the power and all the tools for that. But, uh, you know, figure it out, guys. Figure it out. It's like I told Chuck, man. We'll build the, we'll build the plans. We're flying it. So, I guess the best place to start is uh, at the beginning. So... Last week, I released uh, Jack Sox's report cards. Many of you saw it. Um, some of you may not have. The pictures are still up in the Team Hearth League Facebook. I don't know if they ever made it to... They, I think they made it to the memes and off-topics in Discord. Um, but what the grading of the teams was supposed to represent... I'm actually really glad to see many members of the Cabal in here because they could back me up on this and tell you that 
This is not sidestepping. This is not backtracking. This is not pivoting. This was the point from the beginning. All right. Uh, Kel, thank you for that follow. The report cards were satire, guys. I am so glad they stirred up the controversy they did. Um, I had a lot of fun doing them. It I forced me to take an approach I would never have taken to something like this. But um, they were done out of satire. For seasons, man. Actually, at this point, I could, I could actually say years. Because uh, I think since three season three or four, when we started doing these power rankings on a serious level, not just behind the scenes amongst buddies, um, people have asked for a 100% objectively based purely off the numbers power rankings and to be honest with you i just think that's flat out wrong um you know people be like oh, my team's 30 points ahead of so and so how come we're behind them and here's the example i'd like to bring up for you guys before we go too much further last season jack Sox's top eight ragnaros league power rankings the first playoff team to be locked in, the first team that I said was a lock to win their division was the eventual Purple Division champions, Hot Pepper. I said it with three weeks. I said it technically in Week 7, but Week 7 had not been played yet. We we're in the process of Week 7. And I said, hey, Hot Pepper is going to not only be a playoff team, they are going to win this division. And everybody came back at me from purple with, what the hell? They're 21 points down. How can they be below the division leaders when they're 21 points down? Because if we want to do this thing on a real level, if we want people to take our rankings seriously, they can't live in this vacuum of numbers and data sheets. You have to, have to, have to utilize strength of schedule, uh, favorable matchups and seeds and um, the eye test even as college football has tried to move away from this completely subjective committee to this more appropriate bowl playoff committee they still kept a certain percentage at uh, for the eye test and I think that's what we have to do in this league if we want to make these power rankings um, first off, accurate, and second off, um, legitimate. So, when I made these report cards, I looked solely at the numbers. And I promised when I released them that I would tell everybody the formula. So, I am very much a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately kind of person. Um... No, I did not say TNL was not going to make the playoffs. I did not say they were not going to make the playoffs. Um, and that's also true. Upsets are a thing that you cannot calculate for. That's why they're called upsets. But the formula I used was uh, two, uh, three parts. Three parts. So every team's THL lifetime performance PR was taken and put into a column. Not PR, sorry. Uh, win percentage was taken and put into a column. This is a terrible gathering of data as there's people like myself and Josh who had 11 and 12 seasons of data to pull from. And then there's people like uh, I, Donde, I think it was a one-season guy that comes to the t off the top of my head. 
very terrible place to gather all these people together because we're not exactly working from the same parameters. But whatever. Category was lifetime THL stats. Now, what was the second part of that? Season 9 stats. What have you done for me lately? Because a lot of people thought that recent performance is more important than past performance. But I don't think we could throw away past performance. I'm going to call him out in chat right now because we've had this conversation several times. And he is a very humble and um, self-reflective person. If we were to look at Slimsh's lifetime numbers versus what has Slimsh done for me lately. You know, there's a lot of hype around him that he's warranted as a THL vet. But at a time when the player pool was much different. Um, so do I look at Slimsha as the highest PR player in THL or do I look or, well, I know that blocks a Bruski now, but what has he done for us lately? And we have to look at it in that way. A lot of people still, he's like, he reminds me of Tiger Woods. Can he still win on any given day? Hell yeah, he can. Um, <laughs> yo, Chuck's back there spinning the ones and twos and make sure that the lights don't go off. All right. So. I took lifetime uh, win percentages. I took season nine win percentages. Average them. Why? Because that makes no sense, but it's what people wanted me to do. So your season nine literally counted for 900% of your other seasons if you've been playing so that long. Um, and it formulated a win percentage. Now, we all know nobody wins 100% of the games in THL. Um, even Bruski eventually lost, right? So I had to formulate what was the highest uh, win percentage that we had after all the teams were averaged, and that graded on curve. So when I took your team's um, average win percentage, I had to multiply it by 1.51, which ended up being what the curve was. Put us on a 100-point scale. I left out teams that had more than two incomplete data spots in either lifetime or season nine. And I left out any team that had four total incompletes because you can't really calculate. It's just not fair. So I told you, I would tell you how I came up with the formula lifetime versus season nine averaged it all out, multiplied it on a scale to get a grade out of a hundred. If there was any discrepancies, I used total seasons played. I calculated your entire team's season played because I think experience is important and needs to be calculated to THL. Uh, I gave you the bump in whatever direction. your it, you know If it was uh, questionable and you had less than 10 seasons of experience on your team, got bumped down. If you had more than 10 seasons of experience on your team, got bumped up. Make sense? Maybe not. Now, a great point that's been brought up, and I think this might be what you guys are talking about in chat right now, is Season 9 is probably the most accurate measure for what's going to happen in Season 10, as the meta is, if you're playing an odd deck, you play X deck, X deck plus Giggling. If you're playing even, it seems like it's even deck plus Geist, and then Death Rattle versions of things. Um, but it's pretty much Season 9 meta plus Death Rattle. It's what it feels like. So... Let's move on to what happens today. We had bold predictions drop. Um, as a member of the Content Hub, I know who wrote it. The Content Hub is a closed community. Um, I would not 
break that confidence by going out there and telling you who wrote bold predictions, but I've had my conversation with them already. Um, I don't know if theirs was also in satire. I really don't feel like it was. I feel like they were trying to create an objective system to give us predictions on what's going to happen. Um, I really only had two issues with it. Issue number one is this person's been around the league long enough to see three times people come out with anonymous rankings that take shots at people. If you're going to take shots, I sit here. I'll take shots at you guys all day. I will argue with Dark Seed. AKA Dark Side. Uh, I'll argue with Blue Spartan. I will go toe to toe with any of you guys in Discord. Why? Because if I'm going to voice an opinion, I'm going to put a face and a name to it and give you the opportunity to tell me why I'm wrong. If you're going to do something evaluating other people's play, we need to know where the bias is coming from. You guys know where my bias is coming from. I know a lot about the five seeds, I know a lot about the data on the ones. I don't have that first-hand experience to really make those subjective evaluations up in the one and two seat. If we don't know who you are, you're first off denying us an ability to legitimize your article because we don't know where your biases are. We can't identify them. Second, if you're going to be calling people out, put your name on it, put your face on it. Third, let us know exactly your systems, your formula. Because... I want to know why everybody's either a 3-0 sweep or getting swept 0-3. That's all. Um, come out. I mean, here's the other thing, too, though. I'm going to roast you so hard when you come out and step up. Because why not just put your name on to begin with? Okay. THL Pyreo doesn't play with that. These are Jack Sox's report cards. And what you're going to hear tonight is Jack Sox's take. On preseason power rankings. All right, let's move it forward. My my producer Donnie's telling me from chat that we need to um, we need to get this thing rolling. So I had a hard time. I had a hard time doing this. And I'm gonna be honest with you. This is probably the weakest power rankings you're ever gonna see, because really, truly, all I could come up with in a way that I felt confident signing my name to it is giving you who I think division winners are going to be and who I think wild card teams are going to be. I can't really rank them in order. I do see some teams I think will probably rise to the top of conferences. Um, but the truth of the matter is, is I couldn't. There's just not enough for me to feel confident in saying one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight to do this. So I'm going to go... Division by division, conference by conference, tell you who I think is going to win, why I think they're going to win, how I came up with it. Um, I'm, I'm a little nervous because I'm normally way more prepared with the data to back up the things we're going to say. Um, I want to start with not red. My apologies, Chuck. That wasn't on you. I gave them to you in the wrong order, Chuck. I want to start with blue. Because I actually think that blue is one of the uh, more clear-cut conferences out there. I actually look at this, guys. I filled a notebook full of these notes to give you to give you my real take on all this. Okay? So, as we look in the, uh, the blue division, we're going to see... 
actually in any division, we're going to see teams built in three kind of ways. Those that are heavy top down, those that are heavy bottom up, and those that stack the middle. Traditionally in THL history, those teams that could really either win the bottom or the middle seem to have had more um, success than the teams that stack the top because it is so much harder to win in the one and two seed. Unless your five seed's name is Sneaky Something. All right. Uh, I think Supreme was one of the um, exceptions to the rule. But there's also a reason that Supreme was not invited back the season after. So, in blue division, we have the Glitter Bays. Very top-heavy, looking very good, though, in those one through three seeds. However... Those bottom two seats are so weak. And I'm sorry, because I got a lot of respect for Arcane THL. All right. He's he's a journeyman like me. We've struggled in the four and the five. We've done the best we can. We're both about on the same lifetime win percentage. I don't see him getting it done in the four seed. However, he's got some great coaches if he's willing to listen to him in the one through three. Problem I'm seeing with the glitter base is that they are going to have to rely on one, two, and three to win. When we look at bottom strong teams out there, um, Dad Legend is an interesting case. You have your three, three or five seed all around that 300 area. You got Josh down there, almost 300 in the, uh, he's at 299 in the five seed, and you got Risen in the three seed at 325. I honestly think that Risen can hang with most two seeds in the league. The matches he lost last season in the four were to other people that did not belong in the four. Dad Legend is going to be very strong in the bottom three with opportunities. I don't know enough about Wild.Ben to judge the kid. And Yellow Dart's been around long enough that unlike Glitter Bays, where I think they have to win in the top three, I think Dad Legend can win two out of the three in the bottom and end up being okay because of their top two. Now, some of the teams I'm kind of leading towards um, are these ones that are very strong in the mid or at least can show up in the mid. Collective Mayhem, their roster in the middle from Itachi to Cinder has a definite possibility to put in work. I looked at them initially. I kind of eh them. However... When taking a deeper look at how they stack up against the rest of them, outside of Glitter Bays, Itachi's going to be all right. Also, when we look at Smiley Chris in that three seed, that's a freaking steal in a three seed. Um, so I really... I brushed them off initially, but I really like them. And I'll get a little more when we talk about the conference, just why I like them so much. So... MSI is an interesting case for me because their four is their four seeds almost four hundred points three seventy five. Their three seed in Bill Snyder, my Sylvanas teammate, is a he's a question mark for me. But they have that two seed in Crovan, and I always wonder which Crovan are we going to get, right? I feel like I've been saying that for long enough to lean towards the yeah side. But I think that Crowban and Chigmo might flip-flop. 
if Chigmo goes down to the two, I think he'll do all right there. I think he could steal some points for MSI there. Now, I go back to our good friends at Dad Legend. I know, I know what uh, Risen's going to do. I know what Altenberg's going to do. If Ben shows up and ends up being the real deal, I think Dad Legend is strong from two down to five. So, Blue's got a lot going on for them right now. And currently, I'll make a hard pick on this, but I'm leaning towards favorites right now of Mayhem and MSI. Oh, sorry, not MSI. Mayhem and Dad Legend to win the division. Those are guys I'm looking at off the jump. I'll make a hard pick on those in a minute. Moving to their division rivals. Or, or conference rivals. My apology. Purple. Purple is similar in a lot of ways as they have Hot Pepper coming in. Much like Glitter Bays. Looking gorgeous from 1 to 3. And then leaving such big holes in the four and five. Um, G Kick is an old time uh, player in the league. I'm going to be as play as I could be in saying I would not expect many wins out of G Kick this season. Uh, when I was calculating things on the PR level, I'm not the PR, sorry, the win percentage level, wouldn't expect a lot. Where I do think that. Um, Hot Pepper has an advantage as opposed to Glitter Bays. As Kara Karn, after being called out last season by myself, um, told me to shut the hell up. It played a hell of a second half of the season. I think that gives Hot Pepper a lot of hope in the bottom two seeds. Then we have Team Next Level. Um, I think Team Next Level is very much so the same in the sense that they have Tri, Suzuru, and Jammies absolutely annihilating those top three. These leagues are going to be top-heavy, blue and purple, which is why I'm putting so much emphasis on the middle and the bottom of the lineups because everybody's good up top. Now, who does have a good uh, bottom half of the lineup? The pod people are interesting to me. Next to my own team, they have the second-highest season total of uh, seasons played amongst all their players in the league. But the question always comes, what Dire Spare are you going to get? If you get the off-meta deck Dyrus, meh. If you get that, I'm going to show up and kick your ass, Dyrus. I think that the pod people, as question marky, and I'm going to be as play as I can be there, um, in, the, in the top seats... As they are. I, I think that they'll be alright in that, that 3 through 5 area. If they get Rock Basin wins. If they get Dyrus wins. And if R-Hack. You know what? They're they're a great 60% team. Which we all know that 60% in Hearthstone is kicking ass. So they have a lot of potential because the bottom half of their lineup could put in some work. One team I really like. And I think they might be my clear pick here in purple for the division winners. Are I hate I hate to say this. I really like Saturday Night Pain Game. Um, you know, you've got a very well-rounded one through three that I expect to see some shifting in there. 
uh, as they sit between 475 and 422. I, I think we'll see um, Donde and Apex Predator do some flip-flopping. Then you got Cole's Rock of that three seed. And then their five seed should be strong between uh, Dark Side and Black Magic. I also see them doing some flip-flopping. I see Dark Side winning. Um, I, I see like a good five and four, six and three type deal with Black Magic maybe going like seven to two and then them flip-flopping late in the season. And I think that with as top-heavy as most of these teams are in blue and purple, I think that we see Serenite do very well with this bottom-focused, well-rounded build. Uh, guys, I'm trying to catch up with chat there. Um, eventually, I'm going to need a recap because I, I want to give you my spiel and then have you um, shoot. I'm, I'm going to open up to questions, guys. So if you have questions specifically for me, if you go hold them and I can revisit them, uh, we'll do a question and answer when I'm done with what I'm thinking here. So as I looked at the overall lineup, so the exception of uh, SPG, I think that blue might have the favorite uh, or the easier time going through this because of the way the teams are built. Uh, not necessarily because of players being better, but just the collective efforts being better. I really think that in the end, though, we will see that it's going to be the middle of these lineups that win um, in the blue versus purple conference. And like I've said before, I think that we might see uh, Pain Gang be the conference favorites because of how strong they are throughout the middle. And I think that we will see also, um, I didn't write them down here, so I got to pull it back up over here. I, I think what we're going to be talking about here is possible division winners. Um, over in blue, I think we're going to see Dad Legend come out. And purple, I think we're going to see Serenite Pain Gang. Other playoff teams. Um, I originally thought that blue had a shot for three, but that hot pepper lineup... I don't know how many points they can steal in those bomb two seeds, but I think we'll see Hot Pepper coming out of uh, purple as the wild card. And I think that um, I would have to toss it up. I'm, I know this is the chicken shit way out, guys, and I apologize for it. I cannot find an argument one way or the other between Collective Mayhem and Glitter Bay. Uh, Glitter Bays, they're both super strong for different reasons. Um... And I can't really write off one at the expense of the other at this time. I'll, I'll make a firm pick on that, you know, in the upcoming weeks as we kind of see how everything plays out here. <clears throat> so, that brings it to the Red Gold Division. Or Conference, my apologies. We're going to start off here with Gold. Um, gold has a lot of question marks in it. Gold was actually, I, I literally wrote in my notes. I don't know if you guys can see it because it kind of blends in. Yeah. Uh, I wrote gold is a hot mess right there. Um, there's a lot of new teams, a lot of things that I cannot evaluate because of incomplete data. But I will say this. I want to give a shout out to the noobs for two reasons. First off, the noobs have been around forever. And I'm happy to see Nade bring back a team every uh, season. And they are the Ragnaros counterpart. To my Sylvanas sisterhood. Um, but they lived up. They were role playing the shit out of their, their team right now. With the exception of I believe it's Cutthroat. 
is it Cutthroat that they brought back? Yeah. With the exception of Cutthroat, Noob Central is welcoming in, at least according to the THL database, uh, if there's any name changes or I'm incorrect on this, let me know. They brought in four new players and Cutthroat. So they're truly living up to the name of noobs down there. Um, but I think Gold's actually pretty clear cut from the information I do have. Um, I think that Dirty Mike and the boys have the potential to run away with this thing in that division. Now, here's the deal. DMB has been down for a little bit. But they're bringing together um, their playoff run team. Again, Dirty Mike is back with the boys. It's looking good. They got Tony Montana, obviously, Surlos, Lefty, and Dirty Mike. And that is a, a respectable lineup on any given day. They're guys that have experience in the league. They're well-rounded. Yes, they're under PR'd in certain seeds. But as we've learned, Tony Montana used to be a 500 PR player. Um took the seasons off did not really get into the position to possibly be boosted up to that 550 we've seen him take down some of the legends out there and the bottom half of that lineup is super good uh i think it's almost clear cut that during mike and the boys take the division and then i've got too many questions i don't know enough about all the new players on noob central i don't know enough about ask hs but one thing i do know is if i say Xenergy's not in the playoffs they're going to be. So I'm just going to go ahead and say Xenergy sneaks in as the wild card for gold. Um, if they send a wild card. Which brings me to the shit show of a division. This one was rough for me to do. This is my division. The Cabal's in here. I try to step back and take the most objective look I can. One thing I will say before I say anything else. The Cabal has 12 seasons more of gathered experience than any other team in the league. It wasn't even close. The combined experience on the Cabal is unparalleled by any other team in the league. With that being said, I currently don't have them as a playoff team. The build of the team is fantastic in the 3 and the 5. I actually don't know that we lose a match in the 3 and the 5. But I don't think that our three seed and our five seed are the same at the end of the season. I see Icon and Brasky doing a lot of switching in the three. I see myself and Donnie bouncing back and forth in the five. And I really hope that Slimsh puts together. Like, I would love a five and four season as Slimsh. Um, I would take five and four all day long in this very tough uh, conference that we've got going on. Uh, also, Slimsh is a data god and Gold doesn't have a lot of that. So then if I'm counting my own team out, who do I think who do I think takes red? I'm gonna say this too. I feel really bad for Team Mox. I think Team Mox has fielded a team that if they were over in gold or if they were over in I believe it was purple. I'll I'll have to double check my notes here in a minute. I think Team Mox is a playoff team if they're in any other division other than Red. Um, I love Bonja in the one seed. Bloodhunter, Appa. I think I think your one through three right there is a very good squad. 
I think that Force of Will could put something together between the four seed. Uh, actually, he will not be dropping into the five seed, which is part of the reason I think they will struggle. I think he'll put together a nice season in the four seed, but I don't think it'll be enough compared to what some of these other teams are going to be doing. I don't know anything about J Squared, so I'm not going to talk shit on somebody I don't know. But I think that they would be an easy playoff team if they were in purple or gold. I think that they get left out in the cold, much like the Cabal right now, over in red. So, shout out to Kelly. What up, girl? What up, girl? Um, who do I actually think, then, is going to take red? Well, let's start with... I take everything with a grain of salt, man. You know, I had to look at his matchups. I don't see Bonja beating MMI. Right? Uh, I don't know if Bonja beats Slimsh. Okay? So I see like a 7-2, 6-3 type 1 seed potential. I think a lot of Bonja. If you really want me to go into detail, um, I don't think they're 2 seed. Actually, they're 2 seed. It, Bloodhunter, my apologies. Bloodhunter is the one I think actually gains the most points for them this season. I don't think Appa beats Sage. I don't think Appa beats Comp. I don't think Appa beats Arkeeser. Um, I don't think he beats whoever our three seed is that week. I look at Gold. I don't think uh, maybe Shunsui. I don't think their three seed wins. All right, if you really want me to break it down, I don't see Force of Will beating myself. I don't see Force of Will beating Mega Man. Um, I don't know anything about Catnip. I don't see him beating Lefty. I don't see him beating Cutthroat. I don't know anything about J squared. I, all I know is that J squared has to go up against Scritch, AO, solely the one, either myself or Donnie in division. They don't have what it takes in the, the four and five. Just plain and simple. They don't have what it takes. All right. That's my opinion. Your opinion could be different than mine. Um, you know, so who do I like? Originally, I kind of brushed Defias off. I actually didn't think much of Defias. Didn't. Didn't care about him. Then I started looking at the way that Katota matches up with people. Started looking at the way Comp matches up with people. Yeah, AO's got to run the gauntlet, but it ain't AO's first rodeo. Mega Mega Man, I don't know why I'm hype on him. We have a very, very small um, Conquest data set on Mega Mega Man. I don't know where it came from. I'm not going to lie. It doesn't tell me what season they played in, but we had Conquest data on them. Uh, I'm assuming him because it's Mega Man, not Mega Woman. I don't know. Maybe it is a she. But I really like the way they match up. I don't know enough about their one seed to really make a judgment on them, but I think even if they don't win in the one, I think they win enough in the two, three, four, and five that Defias is super relevant. Um do I think they're going to win the division? No, but I think they might take one of the two wildcard spots out of red gold. Um, I very strongly believe that Defias will, uh, yeah. ATL. ATL pushed right up against that 1800 PR boundary, and you could tell with the lineup they put together. They got DZB coming out of the one seed creep just above that 500 PR. You got blue uh, Spartan in the two. Arkeeser, I don't know much about Catnip, and Sully the One. I think a lot of whether ATL is a wildcard team or a playoff team depends on who is Catnip as a player. Um, 
I'm going to go with the she because I just assumed the gender of a male last time. So, um, Catnip, if you're a dude, I'm sorry. I'm assuming gender in 2018. So, if Catnip does well, I think that she could be the fulcrum of ATL's wild card or division winner. Um, seesaw. Words are hard, guys. I'm tired. One thing I know for sure. My current favorites to win the division are it's H- it's HSA. Um, I don't even think it's close. I, I think that Defias has a chance to compete, but I'd say it's like a 70-30 chance. And I'm sorry, not Defias. ATL. My apologies. Um, but I definitely see ATL and HSA as taking playoff spots. I think HSA comes in as the division leader. ATL is a wild card. I think Defias has a chance to steal Gold's wild card spot. I really like the way a lot of these teams were built. The random rolling of conferences and divisions makes these odd pairings that happen. And I know this is all by chance, but there's definitely two different. It's almost like every division has its own style of build, right? If you look at the five seeds in red, the five seeds in red are terrifying. We have a lot of really strong three seeds in gold. The blue versus purple division is an arms race in the one and two seed. So we're going to see a lot of like smash mouth football in red gold. And we're going to see a lot of fun and gun over there in that blue purple. I don't know if we'll have another vote of no confidence or thermic whims putting up, you know, 170, 180 points. But I see a lot of mid 150 teams, maybe a few low 160 teams. I think this might be one of the closest seasons we end up having. But there are a lot of question marks out there that I can't answer. So I promised you guys an opportunity to uh, ask the question. So to recap, for those of you just joining or who may have missed your divisions, um, I got to bring it back up. Uh, I like Dad Legends as blue division winners. Uh, I cannot decide between Collective Mayhem and Glare Bay. They're both very strong for different reasons. I like SPG for Purple. I think if Purple does send two playoff teams in there, I think Hot Pepper is the wild card. Currently, my favorite to leave the Blue versus Purple division is Serenite Pangang. Over in Red, I like HSA to win the division. I think that Defias and ATL take wild card spots. Uh, I like Dirty Mike and the boys to win the gold division. And if there is a second gold division team coming out, because of lack of information on the noobs and Ask HS, nothing nothing other than lack of information, um, I go with Zenergy just to pick somebody that I can justify why I would pick them. I think that HSA leaves the conference. Uh, my early season prediction is a Serenite Pangang Hearthstone Academy final. Most overrated team in rag and most underrated te- team in rag based on the info you guys feel you have now. Um, I think Glitter Bays is most overrated. Their one through three is absolutely beautiful. I don't think they're four. I, I think that uh, their one through three is a must win in order for them to be successful. Um, underrated team. 
I think Dirty Mike and the boys are currently the most underrated team. Uh, not a lot of people are talking about gold, and I think a lot of people are sleeping on the fact that this is um, Dirty Mike and the boys coming back together. XD, thank you for that host. Um, any other questions about Jack Sox's predictions or thoughts right now? I'm going to try to scroll through chat. I, I saw you guys were going off. Um, DWFTC? Uh, no, absolutely not. WDFTC all day long. So one last thing I just want to give a quick shout out to. Um, there's a few captains. I forgot, Kel, I just reread your message that you asked me to bring up on the Facebook uh, to talk about a few of the captains, the new and the old. Um, I'm not going to lie with uh, to you guys that I am not entirely sure how many seasons people have captained. Um, I will tell you that there's certain captains that historically seem to do well. Uh, Sage has been... I, I don't know when Sage is eligible for it. I don't know if this is season four or five, or maybe it's six, maybe. You know, I have that data somewhere because I crunched it all. I'm just too lazy to pull it up right now. I think Sage is a first ballot Hall of Famer as a captain. Captain Comp has always made competitive teams. Um, so I would look for Comp to do well. Nade, Nade creates a fun environment. I don't think he'll put anything too competitive together unless somebody else takes over the brains over there. Um, I'm happy to see Jerry coming back as a captain. I can tell you as somebody in Jerry's camp, it's a super positive environment to be a part of. Uh, if he ever f captains future seasons, he's definitely somebody you want to be with. Uh, can you go more into detail? All right. Oh, oh sorry. I'm going to, I don't know who the new captains are. I, uh, Kel, I know it's a super enthusiastic dude has done so much behind the scenes. I've never seen him captain before. I don't know any of the players on ask HS. Uh, I am pretty sure most of these guys Steffi has a new captain. I know that every team she's been part of has had super close. I, I think her captain coaching the people she's been around, the people that have mentored her as her captains, um, I expect her to do to do well, and I think there's enough experience on that team that what she's lacking, her players can make up for. All right, so try ask. Can you go more into detail about why you think the mid-low CPR teams are more successful than the top-end teams? Um, it's So as somebody that's played in the five seed, um, when you have a good five-seed player. When we look back to people like Jesus C, uh, when we look back to the championship season of the Gosu Casuals and we look at Josh Sampson down in the five-seed, the discrepancy between five-seeds is so vast that when you have a good five-seed, you're more likely to get seven and two to an undefeated season out of a five-seed than you are out of a one-seed. Undefeated in the regular season like Bruski, um, they are outliers they're not the regular it's not uncommon to see a bunch of six and three seven and two uh four or five seeds because of the gaps in the skill down there when you get up to that one seed even if you are a 550 player 
you're going up against 550s every week. Right? Like, let's let's talk about, um, try. what division are you in again? Try's over here in purple, right? So we've seen Try take down some really big names. Um, possibly, you know, if we were to do a playoff MVP, I think the award goes to him, right? But Try's got to go up against Ironfire, Jetlaw, Wolfmac. Say he loses those three, right? Six and three in the one seed is a fucking great, excuse me, season. I look at the one, or the five seeds that Josh has to play against. I'm going to tell you right now, Josh has to play two fifty players, an eighty five player. He all right. Let, this is actually easier. He has to play one two. He has to play two players above two hundred PR. One player exactly at 200 PR. He has 12 seasons in this league. If he does not go 8-1 or 9-0 this season, it is a failed season for him in the 5 seed. So it's not so much that the seed is more important as it is that it's easier to have greater success down there. So when you have Iron Fire facing off against you, Try, that's a brawl. When you have Josh going up against Saku... I love Saku. Saku's a great guy. Super excited to listen to him on Thursday night on Tavern Talk. Really happy that's who they chose to take my spot. Super pumped for him. But that should be a heavy-handed win in favor of Josh. Um, so that that is why uh, I think I put more emphasis on teams that focus in the three through five. Um, now I will tell you this. My success last season, I would put it 100% on the back of my one. And granted, Risen was a four seed. But those of you who watch his stream and hear his thought process and have seen his growth as a player, he's got so much more potential than a four seed. Um, Having a great one seed that can coach up a five seed is invaluable. Um, So... That's awesome. I think you also have to have that great one seed, but that's why I put the more value on the four and five. Um, yeah, anybody could be beaten on any day, right? Sorry, there's questions up here I missed during my ranting. Uh, most overrated, underrated. Try ask that question. Uh, there was another. I saw a question mark. Yeah, absolutely. It's easier to go undefeated as the uh, bottom seed than the top seed. Uh, the level of competition is much closer to your skill level when you play in the one and two than it is in the four and five. Um, there was another question I saw I was tagged in. Um, I can't find it now. I'm sorry if I missed your question, guys. Um, please restate it, and then uh, we'll be good to go. So... The season is going to start. We're going to get more information. I haven't decided how I want to do these reviews. Um, and while I've got a good amount of people in here, I want to bring up a thought that I had. I was hoping to have set up for tonight, guys. Um, but unfortunately, I couldn't connect with. I'm, I'm hoping to have Donnie come on as part of the production team uh, where we could do call-ins through Discord. I will set up a pirate radio Discord. There'll be like a waiting room. Donnie will come in. Be like, yo, what's your question? Um We'll come on. You ask your question. Kind of think like talk radio call in. Uh, it could be about 
thoughts I have on things going on in the league. I've been here from day one. For those of you who don't know, I was part of the first board um, THL ever had. I have, even though if you look at it, it says I missed one season, I captained but didn't play that season. Um, so if you want opinions from a THL vet, or if you want my take on um, matchups or whatever, I'd like to do a, a call in. And yes, we are. Um, I was hoping to get set up. I had a lot to do this afternoon. Uh, Donnie introduced me to Anchor, so I'm going to put in this for now. I'm going to directly load it onto SoundCloud. I'm going to get Anchor set up. I'm going to upload everything onto Anchor. So if you're trying to listen later tonight or tomorrow morning, or a teammate's like, "Yo, I missed it," is their podcast. It'll be on the SoundCloud THL Pirate Radio on SoundCloud. Episode one was already up there. Episode two will be up there. I'll have it on Spotify, iTunes, or whatever else I could get it on through Anchor. Um, so you guys can listen to it in the car or whatever. You had a breakout season last season. Did far better than a typical season for you previous. I'm curious if you have any advice to players that maybe haven't had great seasons but want to break out. So, yeah, Ray, we were just talking about this the other night. Um, it's something I don't do well. In, in real life, um, I have a very alpha male personality. I need to be the leader of the pack. I need to be the one saying the proper example. I need to be the one leading the charge. I take any... I used to take any criticism I had as an attack. It, it meant that I had to admit I was flawed, right? So, like, last season, uh, sorry, before the whims, when I was playing on MSI, I didn't post all my replays. I'd be like, I know where I screwed up. I don't need anybody to look at it. Or, you know, I would just not read feedback. Um, really and truly, you know, not just, I'm not trying to just talk him up to inflate his head. He's like the humblest dude you'll ever meet. Uh, Bruski approached critiquing me in a way that I was able to take. I was able to accept it without feeling like I was flawed or doing something wrong. And then and being able to initially take that feedback made the harsh feedback that came out when I really messed up easier. Uh, not that anybody on the whims ever, you know, got harsh about it. But um, if you want to improve, you need to listen to players that are better than you. And that means that you have to accept that you're not the best. Um, for the teams that you didn't have making the playoffs, what do you think they need to do outside of just go crazy? Actually, a lot of teams I had missing the playoffs barely missed it. There's only like a couple teams that I really don't think have a shot. Um, you know, like, uh, what the hell? What, what's their actual name? Auto Picker 4000. Uh, I think AP4K can make it easy. Not well, not easy. I think it's you know it's one or two steps out for them. Um, I think maple syrup is in the same boat. You know, there's just one or two places they need to click. You know that that it, a lot of that hinges, like I said, on that Crovan Chigmo relationship that's gonna happen in the one two seed and what Bill Snyder brings to the table. I think Nated in the four is fantastic. Uh, I don't know much about Earthshatter, so there's like a lot of teams that I don't think need to do a lot. Um, I think they need to follow the THL basics. Play to win every match. Um, when you lose, get as many points as you can, right? Like, I've been in that frustration where you slam the same deck because you want to get that win with that deck. Try to find the matchups. Try to get as many points as you can, even if you know one of your decks is screwed. A 2-3 loss is way better. It might be the difference between a playoff or not, uh, not in the playoffs. Um, 
That was from Icon. Thank you. Last question, and this is going to be some shots fired. Worst team in rag. Worst team in rag. Well, so here's the why I want to avoid the word worse. Worst, because that suggests the bottom of the pack. I don't have enough data to know who the bottom of the pack is right now. Okay. Um, and if I if I want to shire, fire, fire a shot, I'm just going to say the noobs because Nate's leading them. But that's more because I know Nate will take that as a good uh, natured jest. And also Myth is um, my Sylvanas teammate. And having talked with him and played with him, I know he's very good. Um, God, man, you're asking a very loaded question. I, I don't know that I can honestly answer it. Um, I think on paper it might be Xenergy, but you know what happens when you count Xenergy out, guys. Say Xenergy goes to the playoffs, otherwise they're going to knock your team out in the last week. So uh, on paper I say Xenergy, but realistically I think Xenergy is a playoff team because they're in the conference with me, right? And all this could change, man. All this could change, which is what we'll be talking about next week. Uh, also, if there's any league news at that point, um, the Pro League has been officially announced, guys. If you haven't checked that out, go check that out. Uh, and don't be afraid to ask the rough questions here, man. That's why we are here and not on the THL official channel because I'm not going to censor my thoughts. Um, if I have strong opinions or actual data to back, it's, Kel, if I had data to back up that question, I would, I would answer it. I would tell you who I think the worst team in THL is, but I don't have the data right now to give you that answer. Guys, we are hitting that magical one-hour mark. I don't want to go past it too much further. Um, I'll get the Discord set up for call-ins. I really appreciate the questions this week. I don't want to sit here preaching. I want I want interaction with you guys. Hopefully, we'll have uh, producer and co-host Donnie uh, lined up for next week. And uh, until then, please do indeed stay gold, pony boy. Also, I'll be playing Fortnite for a little bit for those of you who want to get down on that. Thank you for showing up, everybody. Have a great night.